This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is hashtag Boone approved. It's time for another edition of the Boone Podcast. If I get three pairs of shoes from a collective 14 gifts, I'm good. On today's program, we flip the script on Booney. With 141, his second home run in his many nights and his 37th of the year. Today, we stick him under the lights and shove a mic in his face. And I mean, we're flying through these tree-lined trails going a thousand miles an hour. He is CBS Sports Radio host and the executive producer of the Boone Podcast, Rich Herrera. I want to know about you guys. What was life like growing up around your dad while he was playing when you guys were younger? Now, in its fourth year, this is the one and only Brett Boone Podcast. Hello again, everybody. Rich Herrera with you. Welcome to Journey 2 with Booney. I'm the executive producer of the Boone Podcast. That is Brett Boone. Man, you got a scowl on your face today. Scout kids, kids. Oh, if I put eye black, you'd look like you're ready to turn two with uh, with Lark. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Nobody said it was going to be easy. But these these last couple kids of mine, these <laughs> twins, they'll they'll drive you to the brink. They'll drive. Well, I mean, you. listen, that's that's some serious for those watching. All right, you YouTube. want you want the stupid story really quick, really quick. So All right, give me the stupid bore, story. You want to bore the Boone podcast? No, people want to know about what goes on with Brett Boone. My ninth, one of my nineteen-year-old twins. One's in Santa Barbara. One's right. home with Daddy, and he's earned being home with Dad. Daddy. Okay, <laughs> he has an electric car. He's got you're, a leaf. He doesn't have it. Right, he doesn't have a Tesla. He's got a leaf, a 2014 leaf. It gets about 70 miles to a charge. That's the way he behaves. That's what he gets to drive. And he has to monitor and he has to. Yeah, because you only could go 70 miles. Right. You can only go 35. And you better come back or you're right. stuck. I told him, hey, you go to college, you get straight A's. You okay. get straight A's in high school. Dad will help you with the car. You don't. You make your own choices. You drive what's available. And that's the leaf. So that's what he drives. But then the rest of the family suffers because because he has the electric car, he has a charging problem. So last night he comes home late, doesn't charge his school this morning. So instead of getting up early, going to the charging station and being prepared for the day, he waits till the last minute. He gets to school. He's got eight miles left on his. Oh, dad, I'll just charge at school, which I told him two months ago. Go to school, scout it out, know exactly where your charge points are. So when you're in a pinch, you know where to go. Oh, don't worry about it because I don't know. You know, he knows. So now today it comes to fruition. We have to charge at school. Oh, I didn't know. They said they had five, but they don't have any. Oh, really? So a couple months ago, scouting it out was a bad idea. Well, there's one right here on my account that says it's right down the street. Okay, well, I've got nothing to do, so I'll just sit here and wait. Because, because he's made bad choices, I took his bank account away. So now he has no access to funds. Therefore, he has to go through daddy to charge his little phone, his car. So he says, Dad, I'll call you when I get to the next stop. Next up. Now he starts getting a little huffy. Oh, Dad, the, the charge point said that it was here and it's not here. Oh, oh. You know, he starts getting huffy on the phone. I said, whose fault is this, buddy? Oh, it's it's not my fault. Oh, of course it's not your fault. So the next, next, next. So everything, long story short. No, no, go I like this story. Life is based on choices. And when you make bad choices, they snowball. Now, I understand, believe me, I made a, bad, a lot of bad choices in my life, but I've learned from them. And as parents, as adults, we are here to foster our kids and teach them. No. Well, the problem with me is my first two kids, 
were so easy and so self-sufficient, almost the adult in the relationship. Right, right. I didn't have to worry. So now I give these twins that come along that are absolute, you know, I, I, I think I was given them because just as a punishment. Yes. And uh, especially one, you know, my his brother who goes to uh, City College in Santa Barbara, and he's done really well, and he right. qualified. He's going to be a junior at the University of Santa Barbara next year. He's kind of gotten it together. But his brother, Isaiah, he's still, you know, he's that he's my 19-year-old, 12-year-old. <laughs> and it just bang your head against the wall and just, what is it today? And you ever get text? Well, you're probably out of that stage with your son now, but he'll go on like panic texts. So, yeah. so I'll get, I'll be at the gym and it'll be the simplest problem with a simple solution. I won't get a text. I'll get like 50. I didn't even know people could type that fast. And and I just want to come through the phone and grab him by his, by his neck. <laughs> and so that's how the day started. It that sounds like a lot of fun. A hundred texts at the gym. You know, then I move on and I had some errands to do. Then I get the phone call. Then it's the first charging. Set. I'm going to get off this, this show. No, no, and I'm, like no, it. no. When I get off the show, we're, oh. I'm going to go down. Cause I've now passed my phone off to my son, which has the charge point app on it. So we'll see what they're doing. I'm here's my call. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to finish with this show. This is Jacob. Okay. So Jacob's helping us. Jake's brother. at home, but he's got to go to work in 20 minutes. But I've got to do the show. I can't be sitting here monitoring his stupid charge. What? Here's what's going to happen, Rich. I'm going to get off the phone. Jake's going to say, "I got to, I got to go." Daddy's going to leave me a note that Isaiah couldn't find a charger and he needs AAA. But he also told me today, Dad, I don't have my AAA card with me. Of course you don't. <laughs> well, he's going to be stuck 20 miles from here with an electric car with no no money, no credit card, no nothing, and it's all his fault but he's gonna act because he's my 19 year old 12 year old he's gonna act like of course it was everybody else's else's fault and it all was very simple you don't have miles what's the what's the priority today priority for you is to get up and get your schoolwork done you have class at 11 o'clock you didn't charge last night like you're supposed to what does that mean wake up this morning you get an early start to the day you go to the charge point for two hours. You get your car fully. It takes tra- two hours to charge to go yeah, eighty miles. The old ones, the old cheap ones, they're they're a pain in the neck. So you need to for a full charge two hours. You get that handle. He can charge at home, but it doesn't charge fast. It takes for overnight to do it. But if you forget to do it overnight, now you have consequences. You need to do it in the morning. But he didn't do that. He slept in. Then he went to Porkyland to get a burrito. And by the way. <laughs> They were taking too long, and it was their fault making the food. That's why he got right. to the point late. All right, I'm done with my story. Uh, okay, but so can I ask questions? Knock him out. Can Can I ask questions now? Whew, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I lost my mom a couple of years ago, but if she were here right now, Brett, she would say, you realize God is punishing you for everything that you put me through. So does Sue Boone ever tell you, you know, Brett, they're just like you. Yes. But Isaiah puts everybody through it. And I didn't used to put my grandmother through it. <laughs> I put mom <laughs> and dad through it. But uh, I mean, Isaiah has that uncanny ability to touch other generations. Everybody. It's unbelievable. If Gramps was still alive, he'd, he'd be driving him nuts. <laughs> he'd be so, yelling at his great great grandfather. So God only gets you. It's all unbelievable. of this as a kid is a payback for what you which you put Bob and Sue Boone through. Without a doubt. Because we've talked about this. You were the toughest. Aaron was the was the easiest. And then Maddie got away with everything. Maddie kind of got away with everything. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's the big question I have. For your son who goes to UC Santa Barbara. Right. And he's driving. What color is the leaf? I need to know this. Black. No, no. The one that goes to use the Santa Barbara, he's not driving the leaf. Oh, no, no. Oh, this is Isaiah here. Okay. This Isaiah here. Okay. So this Isaiah here in town. What color is the leaf? No, my son that's up in Santa Barbara, he takes the bus and he takes public transportation because he got a car because he got straight A's, but he decided to to crash that car. So 
Oh. Consequence, you get no car. Oh, so he's now, taking the bus. Right. Now he got straight A's last semester. And I told him, okay, if you, help him. you know, if you help continue to do good deeds and show me that you're growing up and making good choices, gotcha. you get rewarded. So that's my fraternity brother, Judah. He is hanging out and he's doing well, he's doing well. <laughs> and he's taking public transportation and that's the way it is. Okay. And, and Isaiah, Isaiah, I, I, I want to get him the, the, the junior college here, Mira Mesa. It's yeah. too far for an electric bike, but I, I want to put him on an electric bike. I want to make so, him take the, 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 a bus to school. <laughs> There's not one that goes from your part of town to the, no. Okay. So here's my big question. So what's yeah. it, does, what's it look like? It's a little black car. Does it look like it's a little, a little black yeah, roller skate? It's a little Nissan Leaf. Yeah, it looks like a, you know, one of those little compact cars. Zips around town. Like a step above a golf cart. No, it's a normal car. Okay. It's a normal compact car. It's just electric. And and I think it only gets 70 or 80 miles. I think when his mom bought it originally, she had it as like an extra car to zip right. around town. Uh, I, I think it was better. I think over time, cause it's like because a 2000, the battery wears down, right? It's 2013. So at one time you could full charge it to 110 miles. Now you can only get 70. <laughs> the new electric cars are all getting, you know, two, 300 miles for right. a charge. But this is back in the day when electric was electric. So stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. My wife has an elect. She has a Tesla. It's kind of cool the technology. They're really fast. Oh, I love driving. They're stupid. They're stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> Give me the gas car. Let's go. All, All right. right. So here's Moving my question. On. No, no, I, I'm not. No, I still got another question. So how does he meet girls driving the, the little electric car? Obviously, hey, he, um, doesn't, he doesn't care, right? Do, does I mean when he goes to pick up a girl on a date? Hey, you know what? I I want to take you to the beach. I want to take you to this nice dinner. But we can only go twenty miles well, away well, right. in my electric car. <laughs> that's the that's a problem, you know. That's a problem. But it, you think back to it. Hey, is it? You want to go to Disneyland for the weekend? Yeah, that's further right. than my eighty miles I can go. Right. You can take the you can take the train. You got to have buddies. Hey, you wanna, hey, you want to go to a concert? Yeah, where is it? Uh, you know what? You know what? All this is very simple. It's <laughs> get your act together. I'm not even asking you to be a man. Just be a young man. Show now, me some responsibility <laughs> and everything gets a little bit easier for you. The last time we had Bob and Sue Boone on, they told us a story where you took Bob's truck skiing. Yeah. And then it wouldn't it would only go in reverse. And it only went in reverse. You weren't supposed to be driving it. Correct. You weren't supposed to take it skiing. Correct. And you left it where? Big Bear? Mammoth. Mammoth. I had to find a way I sent, uh, there was, yeah, teammate of mine when I was at USC, I had to go to practice and this right. teammate of mine wasn't on the actual roster, but he's on the practice team. Right. So I had to pay him to fly up to Mammoth, pick up the truck and get it back down here because I had to leave it with a mechanic for, for two days. And I had to get it back in the driveway before dad got home. His and dad was on a road trip. Dad played for the angels at the time. And dad found out. He didn't find out for a while. Oh, so you hit it? My mom found out. And then what did she do? Mom was always the buffer. You know, mom would be like, she'd find out what went wrong. And then she would calculate, decide how she was going to tell my dad, if she was going to tell my dad. Well, in this case, she had to tell him at some point. So I, I think she waited a couple weeks, you know, and <laughs> mom would protect me sometimes. Like, all right, I don't want Brett to get in too much trouble. Or if she, if I got her so mad. Then she would just tell him right then. And then you're Which I think she picked her spot. Like he just okay. went on a road trip, told him. So, you know, he had stuff to worry about. He had some games coming up. So, so he couldn't wear me out. Okay. Sure. I was, a, I, I did some dumb things too. We all did. Right. But, but Isaiah's bringing it to another level. Okay. He's just so bringing it to another level. How old were you during the ski trip thing? 20. 20. So yeah. what would 20 year old Brett Boone tell 19-year-old Isaiah Boone, and what would he say to 50-something old Brett Boone about your mindset right now? I don't understand that. What would what would 20-year-old Brett Boone, who's standing there in Mammoth with a truck that he wasn't supposed to drive and a teammate he had to fly to go pick up the truck, what would what would Brett Boone 
of a 20 year old Brett Boone be saying about this whole situation? Well, mine was my car. The car broke. It wasn't anything I did. I didn't crash. No, it. no. But if the 20 year old Brett was standing here next to you, right. what would he be telling you right now? Bad choice. Consequence. I don't know what it's going to be. No, 20 year old Brett Boone would go, dude, chill out. You didn't know when I was 20. I was actually more responsible than people give me credit you, for. It's you just, wrecked your dad's brand new truck. I didn't wreck it. I didn't crash it. I was responsible for it. I so think I ended, I ended up paying. You I think took I, some girl skiing that you weren't supposed to. Right. But I, I think I ended up paying for it. And I, I always found a way, Rich. You know, there's, there's this thing we're built with. Judah's got it. It's just a life skill. It's like you find a way to get it done. Judah... He might not have done his homework. He might not be, be, be prepared for this test, but he'll find a way. He'll get somebody in his class that has the cliff notes that's got something to survive. Isaiah will show up with no notebook, no notes, no anything, sit down in his class. The class will pass out the final exam, which is 70% of your grade, and Isaiah will look at you and say, they didn't tell me the exam was today. <laughs> that's That's what drives me crazy. It's like, we all are knuckleheads. We're all young. We yep. all make mistakes. Find a way. Find a way to get it done. Hey, you're in a pickle. We've all been in pickles. Well, it's not really nice all the time being in a, in a bad situation like he is in right now. Get AAA out there. Get it towed to a charge point. Get it charged. Yeah, but it's going to take Don't him like five hours because it's an old leaf. Tough shit. <laughs> Don't, you know, you want more wrath from me? Keep texting me. Hey Dad, um, I met this girl. We want to go. To, we want to go to Mammoth. Gonna borrow your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this All is right. the best podcast. Listen, I'm exhausted today. Uh, I get a call at four thirty from mine. Just a couple years older than yours. Yeah, but yeah, but Riggs is. You know, I've I've seen Riggs over the last couple of years. He's grown up. He, yeah. He's a young man. He's a rational kid. He's yeah. responsible. He's on a uh, a uh, uh, He's on a ship. ship. Yeah. He so he called me from they pulled into Singapore. He goes, I know it's 4 30, but I just wanted to call and say hi. Well, that's cool. Though. Yeah. So I was I mean, like, okay, I can't get mad. Yeah, at as pa as parents, you know, we enjoy stuff like that. Yeah. You know, he's on his way to Africa now. Because that's a good call. And that's uh, you know, Riggs is is probably busy right now, and that's the moment he had, and he hadn't yeah. talked to his dad in a while. I'm wor that's worth me waking up for in the middle of the night. But my middle of the night calls are not. Dad, I just wanted to call and tell you I loved you. It's like, <laughs> Dad, <laughs> Dad, I'm downtown San Diego. My leaf is uh, on the corner. I have no miles and I have no way to get home. And by the way, I forgot my wallet and I lost my passport. That's my call. Oh, Dad. So I, it's I, I took the, I took the wrong I took the wrong term. I'm almost across the border. My yeah, I'm leaf has one yeah. mile. Yeah. I'm almost in Tijuana. No passport and uh, no money. Can you come get me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, uh, I can't it, wait. It never can just be one thing. It's no. got to be like the whole kit and caboodle. I can't wait for your mom. To He's listen a to this moron. Podcast. I can't wait for Sue Boone. Yeah. I want to report for Sue Boone after this podcast. All right. You can. All right. Uh, let's talk some baseball. <laughs> I, I just can't irritate you anymore. This is too fun. Uh, let's talk about some deals that got done around Major League Baseball. Uh, the Boris five is now down to four because Bellinger re-signed with the Chicago Cubs three-year deal um, probably wasn't what he was looking for but he's finally in camp in uh, in Mesa with the Cubs thoughts take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express business gold card you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit U.S. restaurants and gas stations that's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I think, you know, I think uh, these guys, it's one of those years, you know. It, it's, it started off with um, Yamamoto and, and uh, Otani. Just like it started off, seems like the last three or four years in free agency, money was a uh, was a plenty. Everybody was getting paid, and it looked like it was going to be another one of those off off seasons. As the off seasons drawn on, uh, we're finding that's not the case, and you've got a lot of, you know, what what are considered blue chip free agents sitting out there still don't have a job. And if I'm a player in this situation. Uh, man, I'm starting to get a little antsy now. Like, wait a minute, what's going to happen here? You know, you look at a Snell coming off a Cy Young Award. He still doesn't have a team. And, and we're into spring training games. It'd be one thing if spring training was three weeks from now. But we're into spring training games. We're past the training session. The fact that he doesn't have a job fresh off a Cy Young Award uh, tells you how the market is. The RSN, uh, the agreement, there, there's a lot of... Uh, questions as to how that's going to unfold i look at boris he's he from a from a production standpoint for what he does for the client he he's obviously the most successful uh definitely baseball agent in the history of the game since agents have been around that being said you look at cody bell you look at cody bellinger He's an MVP a few years back. He has a terrible year, followed by another terrible year, followed by a comeback player of the year uh, with the Chicago Cubs last year. Had a great year. Um, Cubs seem to be the only real team interested in him. And he ended up getting three years, $80 million. You know, rumor had it he was looking for that $200 million deal. That didn't happen. And I think now that that's kind of set the precedent uh, from a Boris perspective on, okay, we're not going to get that six year, seven year, 200, 250 million. I'm looking like if, if Bellinger got that, then it would make Snell, it would make sense for Snell to sign something like a three year, hundred million dollar deal, 30, you know, 33 a year. That makes sense for me. I look at a Matt Chapman, you know, he, he's sitting out there right now, thinking he was going to get 150 million. Now you're looking at a Chapman situation. Maybe he's a three-year 60 million type guy. Guys like Clevenger are out there, you know, starting pitchers. I believe he took a, a $4 million buyout. And he's sitting there thinking he was going to get a lot of money on the open market. Well, he's not signed. Montgomery, who had an unbelievable run down the stretch with the Texas Rangers, he's sitting out there. I think his the, his problem is he's sitting behind Snell. Everybody's waiting for Snell to sign to set the market for a Montgomery type. We saw Tim Anderson, batting champ, had a rough year with the with the White Sox last year, just signed a five-year deal with the Marlins. Uh, and then there's J.D. Martinez. You know, rumor has it he's turned down $14 million. I forget the ball club that offered him that. Uh, he's 35 years old. He brings a lot to the table. Turned down $14 million, was looking for a one-year $20 million deal. He's probably going to fall somewhere one-year $16 million. So you got a lot of question marks right now. Can you I, can you I got a lot of people in? up in the air. Let me throw something in. So we we, we, we mentioned the RSN. So I'm going to – can I throw in my two cents on the RSN? Sure. Why it's, sure. So as a former broadcast executive, the money that the Major League Baseball gets, you get $100 million before we even get started. Uh, between revenue sharing, uh, your national television contracts, uh, marketing, uh, I'm sorry, licensing and all the rest. And then every ball club has uh, local television contracts. And Bally Sports was one uh, that had, uh, I think it was 16 of the teams. And then you get your local radio contracts. So obviously the New York Yankees get huge money from, dub, uh, from Yes and from WFAN. The Cubs get big money from Marquee. And uh, um, their radio station, Chicago. uh, No, they're not a GN anymore. I think they're on. um, uh, They're on the score in Chicago. Um, But all these RSNs are were owned by a subsidiary of Fox. Fox sold all their most of their assets to Disney. Disney had to spin them off to a different company because of antitrust. So those RSNs that were paying huge money to the teams have all the equity cut out from underneath them. And there's a bankruptcy going on right now with the RSNs under the Bally umbrella. 
The Cubs have marquee. They own that outright. Yankees own yes outright. Um, uh, the Red Sox have their own and Nesson, but all the rest of these, and you saw the Padres got dropped and the Diamondbacks get dropped. Right. Texas Rangers are ones that they don't know how much money they're going to have a year from now in television. And there's a good chance a lot of this could go streaming. So the economics of the game in the middle of the CBA have completely flipped. Well, I think, Rich, and there's uncertainty. Right. Correct me with a mark. It's exactly right. That's exactly what I was going to say right there. It's the uncertainty. Uh, Clubs, franchises, owners do not like uncertainty. They like to have their ducks in a row. They like to know the bottom line. They like to know what's coming in, what's going out before they make. Deals, let alone long-term commitments Before to I can players. Forecast. Right. Because it, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen. Because with the uncertainty that I have this year with the television money, that also means I have uncertainty in year two or three from now. So if I'm looking, all right, well, here's who's out there right now. I got Snell. I got Montgomery. I got Bellinger. This is my free agent class. Do I, do I give them a ton of money or do I hold back because next year I've got this group of free agents and the group of free agents after that. So they know who's coming up two or three years from now. And would I rather give, would I rather give Snell a ton of money right now, or do I wait a year and here's the five free agents I can get my hands on. So the first two free agents were signed. The big ones were Otani and Yamamoto, but they're an aberration of, of coming over from those are, uh, those are mega, mega, mega. mega, So normally you look for, here's what Brett Boone's going to sign for. Right. I'm better than Brett, so I should get X amount more than Brett, or uh, Brett's better than I am, so I should get X amount less than Brett. But there's always one player that anchors that class, and because of the uncertainty, nobody's been able to anchor this class of free agents. No, and I'll tell you, and I know this for a fact, uh, just from being in that pool and being uh, a player and, and watching free agent on a yearly basis, being teammates with free agents and, and the thought process and what goes through. The reason these guys haven't signed, it's not like they're mulling over five or six offers right now a piece (laughs) because something would get done. One of these guys would cave and say, I don't care what you do. Get me on a ball club right now. The fact is there is not. And I think the owners are getting they've gotten to a point now where, hey, we're going to save some money this offseason. And we don't know how much money we have to spend this this season. Right. I mean, we haven't even got to an Adam Duvall type player. He's still out there. There are a lot of top guys. Adam, a year ago, hit 21 homers at an eight eight thirty four OPS getting older. I think he's in his mid 30s, but still a viable player and, and, and if and i had certainty i could throw 40 million at him get him for two years right i know that i'm gonna have that revenue coming in right it's gonna it's gonna be really interesting i i think the snell thing's gonna happen it's probably you know snell probably comes off of uh, a cy young award it, and i mentioned this on another show recently my thing is this when is the last time you had a cy young award winner on a ball club and that ball club hasn't had discussion one with that player the San Diego right. Padres I'm talking about with it with a Blake Snell. Well, he just came off that last four months of last year was about as, as dominant a performance in, in recent history. I think he had like a one ERA for the last four months of the season, walked away with the MV or, or with the Cy Young Award. The Padres have not said boo about even thinking for one second re-signing Blake Snell. And the and, fact is he's still out there. And it's the worst storm you could possibly have if you're a Padre fan. The owner Peter Seidler passed away, so right. now I've got some I've got some changes in the in the front office structure and ownership, and I lost my RSN. Bally Sports San Diego was one of the first to get dropped, so it's a change in ownership, and I don't have the certainty of what I'm going to do for television. So right. how can I commit all that money to Snell? I'm not even going to talk to him. It's it's a it's the worst case scenario for Padre fans, right? And I think you're seeing that uh, across the board. Montgomery know, with Texas. They're Montgomery not sure whether Texas. he he was in a great situation. Montgomery come, coming off that pitching his way down the stretch, actually anchoring that that rotation. He was their their MVP from the pitching standpoint for that Texas Rangers ball club. Couldn't have finished any better for for a Jordan Montgomery uh, wins a World Series and is sitting pretty thinking, ooh, it's cashing in now. I'm going to get a hundred two hundred million dollars, and now he's sitting here without a job. And that's what I was going to ask you as a player. You know when your you know when your clock's ticking. Well, I'll you tell you this, Rich. I'll, I'll give you an example. I've, I got to go through uh, free agency one time in my career, 
And that was after my 2001 season and after my greatest season that I ever had. And I'm sitting there. I hit 331. I hit 37 homers. I drove in 141. I I had over 200 hits. Uh, the numbers go on and on. It was a dream season for me. I'm sitting there as a free agent. Barry Bonds that year, Moises Alou, and Juan Gonzalez, who, who had 140 RBIs that year. Barry had something ridiculous that year, which he had every year. But between the four of us, I remember it was getting late. Between the four of us in 2001, the four top free agents, we had five offers between the four of us. And it was just one of those weird, weird off seasons, you know, collusion. I have no idea, but these guys are probably feeling that way about right now. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> Snell, I got a Cy Young and I got one offer. I got two offers maybe. All right. Well, take me through what's going on in their head is I'm having that incredible year. You're having the best career of your life. Are you thinking about, Oh baby, I can't wait to cash in. Without a doubt. And and we ended up having to go a different route uh, strategically in my particular situation. Uh, my Adam Katz and, and Tom Rich at the time were my agents. And they said, well, we're going to do something that no one's ever done. We're going to come off this year and we're going to file for arbitration. And we're going to file your number <laughs> at $20 million. Where it's back in the day. Uh, it was ridiculous. The highest paid second baseman was Robbie Alomar. It was $8 million, And I was going to tie him. Now, all of a sudden, though, they said, we're going to, we're going to, file for arbitration and the club went wait a minute we've never had that happen brett might win 16 million in arbitration which is unheard of for a second baseman at that time so that got them to come to the tail and come to the table and sweeten the deal a little bit and and i look back at that and it was man it was a weird off season it was i expected to have a ton of offers from a ton of different ball clubs um ended up signing with the seattle mariners best move i ever made and in the end, uh, it, for for the time and for the money that was being paid out at that time in, in history, uh, I, I have no complaints. I, I was very, very fairly compensated for the going going rate at that time. For I think I was ended up being the highest paid second baseman for the next four or five years. And uh, so I've got nothing to complain about. I still I look at the contracts today and I just it, I don't laugh, but I kind of go, wow. You know, when you see these big, huge deals, but uh, I'm sure my dad looked at my deals and said, <laughs> wow. And I'm well, sure Ray. my grandpa looked at my dad's deal and said, wow. So it's all relevant. It's all relevant. And, and it and it's all, uh, you know, it goes on. It, it, it The money, you know, 50 years from now, it, it might be a completely different and, and guys will be getting parts of parts of uh, franchises as, as the part of their bonus, but uh, it's all relative. Okay. And uh, you know, you just move on, but it was a real interesting process that I went through and all the free agents at that 2001 class. All right. Yankees and Snell are still talking according to the latest reports. And, and uh, just for the record here, I have not talked to Aaron Boone in over two weeks. So I have no insider information on Snell. A lot of times right now and what's going on right now, I, I hate to go and press him and, and ask him, Hey, you going to sign Snell or, you know, I give him my opinions on guys in the off season on who I would go after, who I would stay away from. But I I've had no, uh, I've had no communication with him. So I really haven't talked to, I haven't talked, talked to Arnie, Arnie in now two, two and a half weeks. So I have I, no idea what is going on with that oh. Snell and the Yankees. I'm just, I'm just hearing what everybody else is hearing. I talked to him this morning. Well, what did he tell you? You, he, you know more than I do. I did. I talked to him this morning. He said uh, to tell Brett to go down there and help Isaiah get his help car. Help Isaiah get his freaking car out of it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I hope we're at, we're at, Jake probably is left for work now. Man, I hope he he got it resolved. Yeah, yeah. Uncle because Aaron the next thing me. you know, right? I'm hoofing it down to the. Oh, Uncle Aaron okay. called me and told told me to tell Brett just give him a ride to school. Yeah. And then wherever else to go. We'll get him a show. Don't drop him off in front of the school. Drop him off down the street so he can walk. We'll in get him a show for you. Can be like that that movie Arthur. Yeah, that, that'll uh, be him what? going to school. Hold on, I'm going to send Arnie a text and tell him that's what we decided. Right. Um, let's see what else do I want to talk about? Uh, all right, Yankees and Snell. Seriously, who has to blink first? Well, the Yankees, as you know, who my, needs my, who? my my my. 
my thought of the Yankees is always different just because of what I've watched the last four or five years. Their whole thing is health. It has been since Aaron's taken over. They get hurt more than any team I've ever seen. Now, maybe it's because I'm paying closer attention. But this year, let's look at the rotation right now. You've got Garrett Cole. Right. You've got Rodon in the two hole. <clears throat> Other than last year, we had close to a 70 ERA. Made three all-star teams in a row as a Cy Young candidate every year. Rodon should be way better. Mm-hmm. And what more like they expected and to sit really good in that two hole behind behind uh, Garrett Cole. In the three hole, you went out and you got Stroman. I think Stroman's a great sign for the, for the money, for the, the amount of years that they committed to him. I think he's hungry. I think he's always wanting to prove himself. He'll sit in that three hole. I think you've got in the four hole, who do you have? Nestor Cortez. Right. He was banged up. I heard he came in to, to camp ready to go, healthy, uh, really good shape. He's going to be in the four hole. And then I believe you got Clark Schmidt, right? In the five hole. Right. Uh, I think they're good to go. And, and you look at their look at their offense. Big time upgrade with Soto. Big time, and I say this all the time, underrated sneaky sign with uh, Verdugo they got from Boston to play left field. You're going to have Judge in center, Soto in right, and Stanton will go back to full-time DH. Uh, the questions I have offensively, is Rizzo getting to that point where he's just kind of over the hill? You know, we'll see. How is much DJ, gas does he have left in the tank? Right. How much or, gas or, does how much does he have left in the uh, in the leaf? Right. <laughs> right. How, uh, how, how did, did he charge overnight? Right. DJ LeMahieu are his best years behind him. Those are the two question marks for me. Another big question. Can Stanton come back and be a viable threat Impact. in the middle of that in the middle of that in the middle of that lineup? Because as much as Aaron Judge is uh, arguably the the best offensive player in baseball, and Soto arguably top five best offensive players in baseball, who's playing is walkier as well. Right. I don't worry about those two, but Stanton being a legit threat and having a good year this year is humongous. Almost the key to that to that lineup for me. Having Stanton sitting behind those two, that hey, you can't just pitch around these guys to get to Stanton because because he's got it on track again. That's huge. The bullpen is really solid. They're missing King. King went in that trade for Soto to the San Diego Padres. He's a huge part of that bullpen, so they're going to miss him. They still have a power bullpen. Right now, if I'm the Yankees, and all these guys remain healthy that I've just mentioned, and that's a big if when it comes to the Yankees because they haven't proven they can. They've got more than enough to go to the postseason, and that's the name of the game in 2024. It's not about how great your team is at the beginning of the season. Is it a playoff caliber team is it a team that could win 90 games i look at that yankee team right there that i just named on paper staying healthy absolutely that's a 90 plus win team also being the yankees and having access to to the money that not every franchise does if they're playing well if it's a foregone conclusion when we get to the trade deadline that yes they are going to be a playoff team this year remember they're they're three times over the 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 luxury tax. So every time, every twenty million they spend, it's actually forty million. But I think at this point in the game, they get to they. You prove to Cashman and and uh, Mr. Steinbrenner that you have a chance to go to the playoffs, go deep in the playoffs with the club they have right now. Mark my words. At that trading deadline, they will add. Well, that's. That's that's a that's a homer if I've ever seen. I'm putting on my Yankee hat. For those of you watching on YouTube, I have a Yankee hat that I got when I went to go see Arnie last year at Yankee Stadium. But Brett, I'm going to ask you this question again. Wearing a Yankee hat, I look weird in a Yankee hat. I'm going to ask you this question again, Brett. You ready? Sure. The New York Yankees are predicated upon winning World Series, and it has been a long time since they've had a parade down the Canyon of Champions. Right. They need this World Series as bad as I need air. So once again, if I can add the defending Cy Young award winner to this New York Yankee team that has seen the Rays advance to the World Series, they've seen Texas win the World Series, they've seen all these other teams win a World Series, and it hasn't happened in New York, who needs who worse? Does Snell need this deal, or do the Yankees need Snell to make sure that they are a juggernaut that will not be stopped, and we will be guaranteeing postseason baseball and a trophy being awarded at Yankee Stadium this year. I think I don't think either one of them need either one of them that bad. 
like I said, the Yankees have enough right now. They have enough to, to be a playoff team. Does that team win the World Series? Do I look at that team and say that's a World Series champions right now on paper? No. But healthy, they're in the they're in the discussion. I think Snell doesn't hurt you. I'll take him. And 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 as a as a player, as a, a staff member of the New York Yankees, I'm not paying him, so I don't really care. I want Snell at all costs. Go get him. I'll, I'll take Montgomery. That the Montgomery that might have that, that that ship might have sailed. He was there one time. Went to the Cardinals, over to the Rangers. Does he come back to them? No. I think the Yankees, if they want to make a splash, I think Montgomery's a really nice pitcher that would fit in nice behind Snell. But if they're going to make a splash, they're going to do it with a bona fide number one. That's the side. And that's what the Yankees Snell. do. I don't think they have to have him though, Rich. I just so do they don't. get. So do, if Snell wants to play for the Yankees, I think Snell at this. To- I, I think this- Snell at this point is reserved to the fact that it's not going to be the offseason he thought it was going to be. And if he relegates himself to it's going to be a three-year deal, I think there will be some other suitors out there. If he relegates, it's a three-year deal, and the Yankees give him the average AAV, the average annual value, right? and he goes and he makes $35, $40 million, Mm -hmm. the Yankees could win the World Series. Without a doubt. And they could win the World Series without him. So again... Okay, well, that's then that's the question. Well, here, here's my here's my him. question. Okay, 2023. Does he make the them site, a lock? He, no, 2023. If if I get the Snell from 2023, who, I'll take my chances right there. That's then pretty. That, that's solidified. If I, if I get if I get what if I get the Snell? What if I get the Snell from 21 or 22? That's what we don't know. That's a nice number three starter that walks too many players. There you go. So he's the unknown. That's why he's sitting. And that's here. why we're he's sitting not a here sure. today, right? Otani is not a. For, none of these guys I've mentioned. Bellinger is not a sure thing. Bellinger had an none of awful, them are aircraft carriers. What none of them are aircraft carriers. None of them move the needle. With the exception, the wild card is I always go to starting pitching, and I just know what Snell's cap- Snell is capable of putting a team on its back. Bonafide number one, big time Randy Johnson type stuff, and that plays. But his when track record, there. his track record as an owner, doesn't make me shell out two, three hundred million dollars because I don't know what I'm getting. Because I know that Randy Johnson's going to answer the bell. I know. Garrett I know Randy Cole. Johnson is. I know Clemens is. I know Schilling late in his career is. I know Verlander is. They've proven it. But Snell hasn't proven that year in and year out. All right, I got to take off my Yankee hat. Do, you, do, you, do I look good in it? You look fine, Rich. Oh, I'll leave it on for It's weird. Hold on. I got to take this off. I worked for Tampa Bay. It just it looks weird when I wear a Yankee hat. Then all the Rays fans yell at me. Um, Jerseys. Can we talk about jerseys? Yeah. Have you seen the whole hubbub over I've the seen new the small uniforms? letters and... On the jerseys, I've heard about the see-through pants. Uh, the small letters on the jerseys—that's weak. Looks Mickey Mouse. It looks kind of minor league. <laughs> it's like th- those aren't a big. Those aren't some of the the small letters I see on their backs. It, it's kind of like it's it, kind of like you made your jersey at home. <laughs> it's so not, so not here's the league. thing. That, here's the thing that I'm laughing at because I listen. We love to be outraged by everything in America today, right? Wrong side of the road. Uh, we, we all act like we're walking around with road rage 24-7. The jerseys are made by the same people in Pennsylvania that have made the jerseys since you played. Did you know that? What's the name of the jerseys? Fanatics. So, so, Fanatics and Nike. Right. But the plant that makes the jerseys. Okay. What I'm saying is they're doing a different. They're doing it's a, a different, different material. And it's a different style. That makes all the difference in the world. I need to walk into a big league clubhouse in right. my locker, and I need to have a big league uni in there. Okay, you're now, in high school. You're in. You're in. You're in. Uh, you're in t-ball. You're in little league. They're going to put. They're going to have iron-ons that say uh, Wills and Styles, uh, Harriet's Oil. I get it. As you move up the ladder in high school, I had a nice looking uni. This is pretty good. It wasn't a big league uni, but it was right. nice. I got to college. They were nice. My USC unis were nice. Got to the minor leagues. They were fine. You get to the big leagues, you put on a big league uni, go, okay, I know where I'm at. This is a big league uni. From what I've seen, just aesthetically. Right. 
they look bush league. Did you think not the, big league? <laughs> so we were in we were in Seattle last year. Did you think the uniforms looked bad last year in Seattle? No, but the, I'm talking strictly the lettering. Well, I know, but the uniform itself is the same one that they played the All Star game in, which is fine. It's just the lettering's throwing everybody off because they have right. the little letters. Right. It just put the bigger letters the back. Put the big letters on, and you're fine. And and that's all going to be rectified by right. opening day. I just me. laughed because everybody. Cause, so there's people in Pennsylvania that have made the jerseys for 40 years. Right. Majestic had that plant. Um, Fanatics, when Majestic uh, lost the major right. all my uniforms, all, all my uniforms were always Majestic. Right. So the same woman that's that. That tailored your uniform is the same woman that's tailoring the uniforms that are made by Nike right now. Yeah, but she's older. So maybe she's in the early stages <laughs> of dementia. I've seen. I've seen. I know people that work there. Um, it was owned by Majestic. Uh, baseball was going to jump to Under Armour, and they're going to be Under Armour uniforms. But baseball wanted to use the same people that had stitched up your jerseys when you played. Under Armour had some financial trouble, backed out. Nike jumped in. Fanatics ended up buying Majestic, um, same company just under the Fanatics brand name, and the same people that are making the uniforms now made it when you played. They're just using this new, pretty well, did, cool material. Just get the big letters. Just get big the big letters. letters. We'll be all good. All right. Um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? What are you watching, about? Rich? I'll tell you what I'm watching. Oh, what are you watching? I'm what you know what I'm watching? What? Uh the the uh the New England Patriots dynasty show on Apple. Yeah, TV. I need to. I, I, I want to really check that out. good. Let me tell you, I've got. It's been a while. Hey, I, I'll get I've to got to tell you about my show. No, you're next. You. It's what is Boone our watching. buddy. Not, our not your what, buddy. It's your not buddy what is Rich watching. Your buddy Bledsoe's in it. I know, but it's not what is Rich watching. It's what's right. Boone watching. All right, what's Boone watching? I'll just stand over here, wear my Yankee cap. I've got a four and a half star. I fell into it. It's called, I fell into it because the girl that starred in Fargo season five, which is excellent, by the way. Right. Uh, I really liked her character and I, and I kind of looked her up and, and uh, what show she's been in. And I got to the offer, the offer it's on Netflix. No, no. Is it on Netflix or is it on Amazon? No, I think it's on Paramount. It's the making of the Godfather modern yeah. day. So everybody's dressed like they're in the 70s. Right. Absolutely tremendous. It's got me all going all through. It's Folks, 10 episodes. He, call, he calls me and tells me, Rich, you got to start watching this. It's unbelievable. And it's great. And, you know, The Godfather, arguably the greatest movie of all yep. time, makes you want to go watch it again. And it's really cool how behind the scenes, how tough it was to get that movie made with the with the mafia in New York, and everybody yeah. had to give the okay, and then you know Luca Brazzo was really a, a, a mafia oh, guy. It, it's unbelievable, and then you've got it. You know the the politics that go on between Paramount and making deals with the mafia just to make the movie, and they can't have that. Francis it's for Coppola it's, and it's Martin fascinating. Puzo it's and, yeah. fascinating. Four and a half stars, a cast, big league actors, big league production. Really cool. So, have you seen? Let me stamp it. Have you seen the new trailer for Kevin Costner's movie that's coming out this summer? No. Oh, what is it? It's a Kevin Costner cowboy movie. It's two parter. Really? So he can just print money now when it, when it, it Costner cowboy it, movie it, because it of looks, Yellowstone. Yeah, it yeah. looks like. Um, Speaking of Yellowstone, when when, when is that going to finish? What are they going to make us wait another two years? It's ridiculous. Um, but it has the look of 1892, right? The older version right. of it, and it's 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 settling the West. Looks really good. It just dropped this week. The the trailers for it. All right. Well, I will watch. I, I I do want to check out that Patriot movie. You were Patriot. Uh, the Patriot. It's like the Last Dance. Very candid. Lots of Drew Bledsoe in the first four episodes. Good. Lots good. of Tom Brady. Lots of Robert Kraft. Um, lots of things like Tom Brady uh, bought a townhouse from Lawyer Malloy. It's it's really it, it gets down in the weeds. It's really fun. Cool. All right. Let me ask you this. Brett Boone is. Trapped on a desert island. He can only have two movies that he has to watch for all of eternity. What are they? 
Jerry Maguire. Oh, man, that's tough. That is really tough. I, I was going to say Shawshank. I was going to say uh, Man on Fire with Denzel Washington. I love that movie. I watched the I watched um, Equalizer 3 again the other night. Man. Jerry Maguire is going to be one because it's a feel-good movie. Right. You're stuck in a desert island. You better feel good. Don't do anything sad. Man, that's tough. Come on. I'm going to go with Rocky 1. Interesting. I thought you'd go with Mr. Baseball. No. Yeah. The original <laughs> the original Rocky and uh, Jerry Maguire are going to be my two. Eh, I don't know if they won Academy Awards. I think they might have. But they're they're feel good. I want to. I, I haven't watched. The, I haven't watched a movie that won the Academy Award in the last twenty years. I've. What is? Do they even have the Academy Awards anymore? They clown, do, but it's I don't. A clown show. <laughs> clown show. Um. All right. What do we got coming up on the podcast? What do we have? Uh, trying to think. Oh, we have uh, Doc McGee, who's going to be interesting. Who? Who's Doc that? McGee? He he's the the manager for Motley Crue, Bon Jovi. Uh, has been since 1995. He's been uh, Kiss's manager through their final tour. They say it's their final tour. We'll see. But he's got a lot of interesting stories behind the scenes and the rock and roll on the road with Motley Crue and and uh, Skid Row back in the day. Doc will have some really good stories for you. We got him coming up next week. Um, Tom Candiotti. We just had Charlie Huff on the on the podcast, right. and I figured. Got, if we're going to have Huff, we got to have Candiotti to talk right. more knuckleball. Um, and that's all I got. The next two coming up. And unless, refresh my memory, do we have somebody else coming up recently? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't those, are, those are the two for, for next week. So, okay. Uh, Look, I, next let, let's get, I want to get Bledsoe back on. I want to talk Why? about, you got to watch. Oh, well, I got to watch the show. I'll watch the show and then we'll get, then we'll we'll get, get Drew, Drew come to come on. back on to comment. All right. Are you coming down to Arizona to take me to a spring training game? I may. All right, I may. And as soon as I know, you'll be the, the next guy to know after everybody else. We should. Oh, thanks. We should do the podcast from uh, spring training. Oh, wouldn't it be cute to have the, the the field in the background? No, I just thought you could buy me a hot dog. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely going to come get out there for a couple, two, three days. All right. We will be talking and I will let you know. All right, that's it for the podcast for today. Make sure you leave us a rating. Make sure you like us wherever you get your podcast. So for Brett Boone and everybody else, I'm Rich Rare. We'll talk to you next time.